Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shatay, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not just destinations. That's right. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. Let's talk about how we have a tendency to continue putting ourselves on trial after we've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It seems like we have trouble being able to forgive ourselves when yeah. we do something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to be okay with ourselves and forgive ourselves. We can make a different choice, y'all. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how we do that. Welcome to our Black Love journey. Let's go. Let's go. So, Mrs. Hayes, mm-hmm. how do we come to this topic? I would say, so I just finished reading The Four Agreements, which is a mm. book I started a long time ago. And I do this thing where I buy a gazillion books. I buy books like most women buy shoes. And so mm. I allow my spirit to tell me when I'm ready to pick one up. If I'm just feeling a vibe, I'm like, oh, okay, it's time for me to read this book. Um, but I will always purchase it when I know that there's an interest in the story. So mm-hmm. I started The Four Agreements a long time ago and only got through, I think, the first agreement. Um, which is to, nope, the second one, don't take anything personal. So be impeccable with your word is the first one. Don't take anything personal. Put the book down. And I think that was enough of what I needed at the Mm -hmm. moment. And we've even talked a lot about the four agreements on the podcast, specifically about not taking things personal because of the agreements people have with themselves is how they show up in the world. I finished it recently on a flight and it's so interesting how timely it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I mean when, uh, like, the story will reveal itself when it's time for me to, to, re- to read it. And in the four agreements, um, there is this section where it says something like, human beings are the only species to pay repeatedly for the same mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. And it used the example of like a dog, for example, or our pets, right? So whenever our pet does something wrong, we reprimand them and we're like, you know, no, 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 go sit in the corner, go do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then it's mm-hmm. over with. We don't keep saying, hey, you remember the time when you peed on my, my floor? Mm-hmm. Or do you remember the time when you ate my underwear? Or do you remember the time? Mm-hmm. It's just they pay for the offense and that's it. With human beings, we've done it. We'll do a thing. My bad, I apologize, or however it's reconciled. And then we will continue to remind ourselves of the thing that we've done. Like, just will not let it go. And the book also mentions, like, this idea that sometimes people can be attached to pain. So, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about, well, is it that, you know, now we somehow identify with the pain that was caused? Did we somehow identify with the injury itself? Anyways, I say all of that to say came from the book. (laughs) In this book, it also says forgiveness is the only way to heal. And I was like, ooh, that's something that I think is worth unpacking. So here we are unpacking how we continue to put ourselves on trials. Um, Mr. Mental Health Professional, what is like typical, and I, I, I hesitate to use the word typical, but what in terms of your practice, what have you seen in terms of like human behavior after a mistake? or round mistakes? Um, I think a lot of what we see with when we make mistakes uh, is we immediately kind of start to beat ourselves up mm. uh, because we feel like we should have known better, uh, have had enough experience to do, to make a better choice. 
are um, almost like a, a constant, like, how did you let this happen? Yes. How could you? Uh, how could you not be more mm-hmm. careful? Like, what were mm-hmm. you thinking? Mm-hmm. Those types of questions. And a lot of times it ends up being just, it starts off unhealthy yeah. in that way because you can't undo it mm-hmm. in that moment. There's nothing that you can do. Those questions, like, after the fact, don't help a lot. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a portion of, of what we're getting to even in this conversation is about, like, how do I prevent, how do I remind myself of how bad it hurt? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that I won't make the mistake again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our plans are, like, to continue to remind ourselves of how much it hurt so that we won't make the same mistake in the same way again. And I don't know that that's a healthy way of of doing things. I would say it's probably not intentional. So I'll think about myself, for example. I I am the person that will beat the dead horse when it comes to myself. Mm-hmm. Like how I I can think of mistakes from like 20 plus years ago where I still still comes up and I'm like, I wonder if I how could I have made a different choice? Or I wish I had made a different choice. So I I'm an expert mm-hmm. at like retrying myself for the same offense. And it's not in on my part, it's not so that I remember not to do it again. For whatever reason, it's, I don't even know if there's a reason. It's just like it just comes up out of nowhere. And I guess that's our, our automatic thoughts, our automatic negative thoughts, or you know, the enemy, whatever you choose to call it, there is an accuser and something will be adjacent and it'll mm-hmm. remind me of this thing I went through and be like, dang, you did do that. I wish you hadn't, or I wish you had chosen differently. Um, Mm. And there is no reason. I don't feel like it helps me to not do it again. Or maybe it does a little bit, but more than anything, it just sucks me back in to kind of like not enoughness almost. Yeah. And and that's problematic because like, how, how do we have, get to the point of having gratitude for our journey when we like have this constant like regret about parts of it yeah like i would not trade you know who i am and what i learned those some of those lessons and that kind of stuff they were painful at the at the time that it was happening Mm -hmm. but they shaped like who i've become Mm -hmm. so how dare i then you know go back and regret this part that shaped me into the man that I've become. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is about centering and about learning to have gratitude for the entire journey. Even the the parts that were painful in that moment, even mm-hmm. for the parts where I feel like maybe I could have made a better choice, but even the judgment that I have for myself in that moment and wishing I had made a better choice, it is on the back end of, of like what I learned yeah. from the thing. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think we get um, the opportunity to have both. I don't get to be this this person that I am without that part of it. I hear you and I agree. Like I love who I am right now and who mm-hmm. I am is because of all of the things that I went through. And still, you know, sometimes you just wish like God and and I don't want to say sometimes you just wish as isn't that's general. Mm-hmm. It is it is likely very specific to me and my perfectionism issues mm-hmm. that I have. Like, you know, um Something I'm always talking to my therapist about, about, you know, human, like <laughs> to, to, to be human is to air. Is that a saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, and how, you know, I'm just really, really tough on I expect, you know, a lot. And I, that is learned behavior. Also, I want to acknowledge mm-hmm. I didn't come here 
putting that amount of pressure on myself is something that I've picked up and I've literally run with it. Self-imposed mm-hmm. 1000%. But I've, I've learned how to beat up on myself really well mm-hmm. from, you know, my, um, my upbringing mm-hmm. and my dad who was, you know, very strict in that way. And he used his words to correct mm-hmm. and they were often very harsh words. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I speak to myself, I speak to myself in a very harsh way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, call it like having control that there is some, you know, some desire to be perfect yeah. in that because I, I am, I don't want that reprimand. Mm-hmm. And when I make a misstep, um, I have a tendency to talk harsh to yeah. myself in those moments because that's how I learned to reprimand and to be better. Does not mean that it's healthy or that it's okay. Yeah. I am constantly having to, um, feel like my therapist is, is reprimanding me for, you know, like when I tell her, you know, that I talk harshly to myself to motiv- motivate myself to go to the gym, mm-hmm. to motivate myself to do the things that I, that I um, am supposed to do. Um, and I call it discipline, being disciplined. Mm-hmm. And she consistently asked me, like, how long are you going to talk to yourself like that? Yeah. How long are you going to hold on to that? And I, at some point, it started to stick with me that I needed to be taught harsh to. Yeah. Like like I, I needed to be cussed out in order for um me to to motivate myself to do things. And so when I misstep, when I show my humanity even to myself, I'll still get upset sometimes about that. And we don't we don't have to do ourselves that way. And it's not okay. I hear you. <laughs> it just it sounds good mm-hmm. and you know immediately like how do you let it go so uh, I want to mention a couple of different ways the same idea has presented itself to us even just today mm-hmm. so I love what you mentioned earlier in terms of double jeopardy so like even mm-hmm. the movie um, like literally the United States will not try you again for the same offense mm-hmm. yet here we are just putting ourselves on trial repeatedly. Michael Todd has a series cuffing season, and we just watched again Cuff to Condemnation. And the way he presents it is conviction versus condemnation, right? Mm-hmm. So to be convicted for a wrongdoing versus to be condemned, like your spirit, your being to be condemned. Think about Brene Brown, the shame versus guilt, Mm -hmm. right? Guilt is like conviction. I did this one thing. I feel bad about it. I am remorseful for this thing. Mm -hmm. Shame has somehow like you've embodied the offense. And so uh, I made a mess versus I'm messy, right? Mm -hmm. I made a mess is the guilt, the conviction. I'm messy. I'm somehow inherently a messy person Mm -hmm. as that's become, you've picked up the shame, you've picked up the condemnation. And Mm -hmm. so we are trying to find our way to not like having condemnation, like mm-hmm. forever damning ourselves right. for a mistake that we've made. And one of the things that that he said today that stuck with me, and my, my, this is Michael Todd, that is, he said, um, I did it. I am not it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did that thing, but that is not who I am. Yeah. And that is so, those few words, uh, they they encompass like how I have treated myself in the past. Um, Which one? I I, I did it. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm not it. I'm not it. Right? Mm-hmm. I did this thing. I'm guilty of this thing. Right? But that is not who I am. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I have taken those things and said, this is who I am because yeah. I did this thing. And forgive me for it, you know, because I, I did it. I want to be forgiven for it. But I still tie my humanity to that thing that I yeah. did. Yeah. And I never give myself permission to be off trial for it. I um, have this self-doubt because yeah. I here I am talking about all of this stuff. And I'm guilty of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He talks about being a cheater, right? Um, how he labeled himself a cheater, mm-hmm. you know, after cheating, mm-hmm. right? I did this thing, but I'm not this thing, mm-hmm. right? And and so often people can't, um, we we try to label it for ourselves and, and we, you know, kind of, we don't give ourselves permission to step into what we're actually supposed to be doing with what we learn because we have ourselves on trial for what we went through, yeah. uh, for what we did. Yeah. And that thing is a part of your story. Uh, one of one of the um, things that stuck with me when, when I was uh, pledging is um, this poem that we had to learn. And it is just centered around like being able to meet with victory and defeat. And treat those two imposters the same. Invictus. No. Mm. I'm about to hate <laughs> you up. <laughs> My bad. My bad. 20 years yes, in, yeah. you no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but victory and defeat, they are both temporary, mm. right? And they are both fleeting. They are not things that last. And when you think about the journey, yes, I want victories. Yes, I will experience defeats, but I don't get to, in order to be successful, I don't get to have one victory and ride that on out. Yeah. By the same token, I don't get to have one defeat and that be that be my defining moment. Mm-hmm. Your victories and your defeats are not your defining moments. The way that you live your life in its totality is your defining moment. It is what you are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It is what life is, being able to experience successes and failures and being able to bob and weave and do the things that you need to do to keep living. Mm-hmm. Right. Grandma used to say, child, you just don't know. Just keep living. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It is that we can shrink. Right. And we can tell ourselves, I'm not qualified to do this thing because of what I've done. I shouldn't be out here telling people about um, being faithful when I cheated. I shouldn't be out here telling people about this thing, about, you know, r- my relationship with uh, with God. I shouldn't be out here telling folks about, um, you know, how to heal when I hurt people yeah. in the past. Yeah. Right. But I had to do those things in order to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I won't let it shrink my voice. And I won't allow that thing to to be the thing that keeps me from walking into what I'm ultimately called to do. Yeah. And I'm not, I ain't going to beat myself up about that. That's a part of my story is what I'm supposed to be doing. I had to experience that in order to know this. Yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I still think it's, it's kind of easier said than done. Can that push us into like the haze? Like what is the haze then of, of choosing differently? Like you said in our intro, choosing to understand it, to experience the offense or the mistake, the misstep 
as a conviction and not like an indictment on Mm -hmm. who we are. The world just don't need that from us. What's the haze? Like the haze is is making a different choice. <laughs> and like it with all the different arguments that I presented during this, you know what you said? You're like, I hear you. <laughs> How? And that that is the want and the desire to hold on to the thing. Like I want to be able to beat myself up. And I don't really want that though. I somehow want to have not done it or something. Why are you trying so hard to hold on to it? Mm. Like, I hear you. But. <laughs> it's not that I want to hold on to it. I think for me, I'm still trying to under- uncover how to let go of it, how to make a different choice. And I, we have we got some tools, I think, today that I've heard um, mm. repeatedly we can talk about, but I want to stay here for just a little bit longer. I, I, I think the haze is like choosing yourself. Every time, mm-hmm. like saying that I'm not going to beat myself up is like, it is like loving yourself. When you love someone, you forgive them when they make a, a mistake. That's fair. Because that is what being in relationship requires. When when I say that I want to be in relationship with people, it is not that I expect them to be perfect in, inside this space. Yeah, I want to be in relationship with you because I want to experience this with you. Yeah, And experiencing people's humanity and walking through life with them, you understand that there will be um, missteps. People going to handle you wrong, maybe not intentionally, sometimes intentionally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're going to get the selfish as hell part of folks. Mm -hmm. But then if you understand that about being in relationship with people, then the first relationship that you have is the one with yourself. So why would you not do that for you? That's a whole word. And that really does hit home for me as someone who has so much experience, like giving other people way more grace than I give to myself or way more. Yeah. I think grace is probably the best word way more. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think if there's another word for grace, but it really is that like grace to be Mm -hmm. themselves, you know, it's, it's okay. More encouragement to other people. And that is just a full circle moment for me. Like I need Mm -hmm. to actually love myself the same way. So ever since we talked to um, the rights, you know, in our last episode, and they were Mm -hmm. just talking to us about the illustration of being in relationship with money, like money as a person. And since that illustration, I have literally picked it up and tried to apply it to different areas of my life. Um, So being in relationship with our body is something that we've Mm -hmm. talked about. Maybe we'll need to unpack that a little bit um, in another episode, but being in relationship with myself, like if I we're outside of myself somehow. Mm-hmm. How would I treat me? And mm-hmm. why can't I start treating me that way now? You know? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, the example that they use was like, for money would mm-hmm. be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like, if, if I spoke to myself the way that um, I speak, you know, to other people, you know what I'm saying? Would I want to be in relationship mm-hmm. with me? You know, when I think about the way that I've spoken to myself when I make a mistake, especially you and me, both of us with our people pleasing asses, mm-hmm. right? We would immediately be like, hey, it's okay. You're, you're right. Don't worry about you're human. Like, you're human. Why don't we 
talk to ourselves in that way. It'd be hard as hell on ourselves, but and if if I'm going to be a people please people pleaser, then at least like please myself. Yeah. You know, have some grace for myself. Um I think I mean back to what we were saying before. It is what we learned when we were growing up. And again, our families, our parents, the people who raised us always did the very best that they could with who they were and the information that they had. Mm-hmm. But so setting a standard or expectations of excellence on me. And of course, no parent means that to the detriment of like your, no. your spirit, but me taking that even further. And like, so in every area of my life, I need to live up to this certain standard. I need mm-hmm. to perform at this standard. And mm-hmm. that has caused me to like, really not treat myself the way that I would treat someone else. And then for you, you know, like you said, your dad talking to you the way like he did, you pick that up. And so now like, that's just how you, that's how you parent, mm-hmm. you know, yourself. That's mm-hmm. how I parent myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really something to, to think about, especially as we try to, um, we pray to parent, you know, mm-hmm. be parents ourselves. Like, is we should really work on parenting us yeah. before they get here so it's, we're not doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is... Um... It is not that it's not difficult, right? Mm-hmm. It is an is it's an act of self love and choosing self love every day. Yeah, choosing to not do the thing that is would be automatic for me. Mm-hmm. It is so um, automatic and so ingrained in who I am mm-hmm. that usually is my automatic response. Taking the time to um, catch it, check it, and change it. Oh, you're going to have to re-say that. Catch it. (laughs) Check it and change it. So that's what we use with with the population that I work with to get them to work on their automatic thoughts. It is also something that I use for myself. It is realizing that I have automatic thoughts, right, Mm -hmm. that will pop up for me when I experience something. My duty is then to catch it. So I, I hear myself about to have this negative thought or I hear the negative thought itself. Mm-hmm. All right. Then once I catch it, I have to check it. You know, to check that at the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can't negative thoughts can't be here. And then you have to change it. Mm-hmm. You have to catch it, check it, change it. That's the work that we have to do. Mm, that's good. <laughs> you didn't just ushered us on into navigation here, I see. Mm-hmm. Catch it, check it, change it disrupt the thinking is it is disrupting the, mm-hmm. and, and being a disruptor mm-hmm. of those negative thoughts mm-hmm. that's why you can hear the information and be like i hear you yeah you do <laughs> but the work that you have to do is then to do something it about it, it. Yeah. you have to catch that thing and check it and you got to change it yeah we there's nothing that we can do to avoid doing that work yeah if we really want to be different yeah, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I was trying to think of as basically what Michael Todd said um, in his session in his sermon to replace the condemning thought or the condemnation with the truth, and mm-hmm. you know what the truth is, and then we were processing in the same moment. Well, that's essentially what affirmations are. Mm-hmm. You take this limiting belief, you catch it, right? Mm-hmm. You disrupt it and replace it by affirming what the truth actually is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in this instance, um, 
you know, we could be saying like, oh, I did this thing and that means I am therefore this, when really we should be saying, actually, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I made this choice in this moment. But the truth is that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. I am still whole. I'm still healed. I am still wise. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I did cheat. I am not a cheater. Mm-hmm. I'm still honest. I'm still truthful. You know, like mm-hmm. affirming something different, um, disrupting that thought. And so that you can be um, not repeating it just for, I think, repetition's sake. I think also there has to be changed behavior as part of that, right? Like you can't mm-hmm. be like you're still in the bullshit and you're just trying to affirm something different. But yeah, I think in earnest, if it's just about, we had a conversation about the stories we tell ourselves. It's about telling ourselves a different story Mm -hmm. about who we are. A part of that story for me too is also being like, I'm out you. Mm -hmm. I am living. Mm -hmm. I am doing um, the best I can with the information that I have currently. Mm -hmm. And I will get it right sometimes. I will get it wrong sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So many folk and help for me so many times in the past, I have allowed like the fear of making the same mistake over again to like stop the progress, to keep me from moving mm-hmm. forward, to keep me from um, living this, this life and living it fully. Mm-hmm. Just being so untrusting of myself, like, okay, you can't trust yourself to go out there and not do the wrong thing, so don't go anywhere, right? And which is, I'm called to greater. I know that you are called to greater. And so if I if I err while out here doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm going to navigate my way through, like, forgiving myself. Yeah, that, that brings to mind basically an aversion to failure. So... I've read some leadership practices about how some leaders are are encouraging, uh, basically taking the fear out of failure. It's something I actually used to do as an educator in my dance classes. I would um, always stress progress over perfection, and mm-hmm. I would give you um, partial credit, some credit when you know we're grading on movement if you recovered well. So. Mm-hmm. The tendency, especially uh, in dance, especially with people who aren't movers, they'll come in, do something. If they didn't get it right, they just stop altogether. Mm -hmm. And I will always be preaching, like, what do you do if you mess up? And they would notice, say, keep going. And I would say, what what do you do if you forget everything? And they would say, keep going. Mm -hmm. And even as I'm taking notes on a performance, I'd be like, you recovered so well. Mm -hmm. To the point to see someone go from the beginning of a semester, like, freezing, like if they made a mistake, to fumbling through it at the end of the semester, even if they forgot it all, literally can bring tears to my eyes because that Mm -hmm. means they trusted themselves enough to just Mm -hmm. figure it out or to just just move, even Mm -hmm. if it's like not on beat or not the choreography. Some I read something recently, literally maybe like within the past week or so. Oh, could have been something I heard on Masterclass too. Either Mm -hmm. way, (laughs) I think it was a Masterclass by the owner of Spanx, uh, the founder of Spanx. And she was saying, their company has a culture of really just talking about the failure. I hope I'm attributing that to the right masterclass. But either way, the point is this leader was like, they, she encouraged her, um, the entire company to do like stand up comedy and everybody had to mm. get up and do at least one line. Or they get up and talk about the failures they had together. And like, we'll be looking for something to say, like, ooh, ooh, I made this mistake. I'm mm-hmm. going to share it with everybody. Like, to really just have a culture of like, I made a mistake. This mm-hmm. is what I learned from it. I'm moving mm-hmm. forward. 
Gosh, I'm glad you said that because now I need to, I just really need to remind myself of that in my everyday life, mm -hmm. just in general. So I hear you. But how? <laughs> you just gave us a whole lesson on how and how you did that with folks that you were. Because it's other like, people. It's other mm -hmm. people. It's not me. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Do you see? Do you also see that you're worthy? Yes. To just yeah. keep going? I do. All right. That, that's what we're all worthy of. Like, Figuring out how to keep going. Mm. And not get stuck on, like, did that mistake mean anything? Or, you know, like, assigning meaning to the mistake, mm. which I think is something that I've been prone to do. Yeah, like, I assign absolutely. meaning to this mistake. It must mm. mean that I am. So those those are ways that we navigate. Mm. You know, we are, I, I am choosing me. Every day, because there is there is um, beauty in the mistake. Um, there's beauty in my entire story, um, and those those ebbs and flows they they are my path. Yeah, I can say I'm learning to choose me mm. uh, more and more each day, and the way that I've been able, the ways that I've been able to choose me uh, outrightly over the past couple of years in ways that I I have not probably my whole mm -hmm. life. I'm really sincerely proud of and excited to see, you know, how I choose myself even more. But it's, it's still very much a journey for me because I can, you know, um, really honor my voice, my choice, you know, give myself mm -hmm. grace in one moment and still be like, girl, you did that. You know, you should have known better. You know, mm -hmm. like I can... Both and so yeah. I'm still very much a work in progress. Yeah. All of us are though, mm -hmm. you know. Even with me saying that I'm choosing me every day, like that's an affirmation that I have to give myself. Mm -hmm. It is not that I have it figured out. It mm -hmm. is that I'm affirming that over my life that that is my truth. Yeah, and that I am choosing me. Yeah, and that I, the same thing that I give to other people, the the way that I want to love you, I want to love in a way that that welcomes um, error. And that we've built up enough of a foundation here that if we fall, we won't be broken. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I want to treat myself the same way. Yeah. I've built up enough trust in myself and I'm strong enough to where if I fall, I won't be broken. Yep. I can keep dancing. Amen. Yeah. Turn up. Taught your boy a little something. <laughs> Turn up. Yeah, get the, it. We're going to do the cuff challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So, um, what does this feel like? What's our music for the moment? For me, and it took a while to get to this song mm -hmm. for whatever reason, because I was like, do, do we want to focus on forgiveness or trust or resentment? Like, all these thoughts came up. And then finally, when I heard it, because it was just something more than anything, something more about the vibe than necessarily mm -hmm. the words. Slum Village, Tainted. Mm -hmm. Side note, a good Slum Village radio like playlist Man, on listen. Spotify will get me through just about every single work day. You can ride to it. Oh my gosh, with Tribe and Dwelle. Mm -hmm. And it's just a whole vibe. Anyways, Tainted, Slum Village. And of course, I think it's talking more specifically about a relationship between a man and a woman. But there's something about this idea of just the idea of me as tainted after a mistake or just coming back from the blemishes of life 
and still, um, I don't know, just still being. There's just something about the vibe of that. And there's something about just tainted in general. And I was like, yeah. that, that feels like this conversation to me. What about you? Mine is, I used to be a neo soul head back mm. in the day, but. You used to um, be. Sure. Don't do me. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is Wings of Forgiveness mm-hmm. by Indy Ari. You love you some um, Indy I do. Mm-hmm. She loved me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and forgive. <laughs> <laughs> but Wings of Forgiveness, she talks about a relationship uh, as well. She talks about like the guy's portion and how he should forgive. And she talks about her, her portion of the mistake and forgiving. But then she also goes into like maybe like a, a third verse of the song mm-hmm. is about like learning to forgive herself yeah um and it's pretty dope we just talked about like this idea of you know i can i see the mistake you made i see the mistake i made but i'm also able to look in the mirror and see the mistake but i also i just forgive myself Mm. it's okay i forgive myself it's Mm. okay and all is well with my soul amen amen affirming that Mm -hmm. for both of us Look at you. Oh, yeah. Um, I grew. Catching and uh, checking and changing. Right? I grew mm-hmm. in this one little episode. Look at God. Yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> God in therapy, y'all. God in therapy. <laughs> that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Any other thoughts you want to add to this? Um, Not that I can think of at the moment. You know, I always say that and then I have another mm-hmm, thought. Mm-hmm, that's why I ask. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, just the just that uh, we are we're worth the work that we're doing. Mm. Um, I'm worth the work. You know, growing up in a super religious era when everything was about being worth the wait. Mm-hmm. To hear that change to I'm worth the work, I've heard someone else say, "I love myself enough to do whatever it takes." Yeah. Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. I'm yeah. worth the work. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. a forever move. I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. Ain't it though? I'm worth the work. Mm-hmm. Well, this stuff, you know how much I talk about how uh, I'll be mad at therapists. I'm tired of giving this lady my money for her to uh, beat me up. She don't beat you up. She just it giving does. you tools. She's giving me tools. And she also confronts my bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, just. Just this idea, even though I don't want to give up my copay, like I'm I'm worth the work. Yes, and you're worth the copay. Mm. You got to. Well, I mean, let your boy hold what it all money where your mouth is. So. Anyways, if you are joining from YouTube, please uh like this video and subscribe to our channel. You will get notifications when new episodes are dropped every two weeks. Uh, love to hear comments from you uh, as well. We respond to those. Uh, and if you're listening from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever we are on the internet, um, please, you know, give us a follow and um, a great rating. Uh, let us know what you think and yeah. let us know what you'd love to hear covered on uh, within these conversations. And like we always say, Life is going life. Life will always present you with the haze, but you, yeah. me, we, we all have everything that we need within us to navigate through it. Absolutely. And you're not alone. Not alone. So join us next time. We appreciate you coming to join us this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, no matter how you get to us, mm-hmm. just know that we're all going to navigate this journey together. That's right. We appreciate y'all. Peace. Holla.
so long to go to. 